your host, Ray Boylan. A very, very happy Monday evening to you as always. It is 6 p.m. here in the Coachella Valley, where it is a balmy 106 degrees right now. And there's a breeze blowing, which is a little bit like standing behind the exhaust of a uh, Greyhound bus, but it's all we got right now. <laughs> uh, it is July the 17th. I have a very special guest for you this evening. Uh, she is a young lady who I met through some friends of mine when uh, one of the first shows we did here, we did with uh, Suzanne Perry and uh, Helen McFarland. They are uh, currently producing a documentary about a movie star by the name of uh, Tora Satana. And uh, one of her, their friends, and also a very knowledgeable person about Tora, too, as it turns out, is also a movie star. She has... Uh, appeared in some very uh, very mainstream kind of films. She actually uh, had a cameo appearance in Airplane, which is one of my favorite movies. She was also in The Little House in Texas with uh, Burt Reynolds and uh, Dolly Parton. And she also has a very extensive uh, resume in the world of adult films. And she is also a burlesque performer. And she is one of the nicest sweetest, cutest people I have ever met in my life. Her name is Kitten Natividad, and she's with us tonight. Kitten, how are you feeling tonight? Hey, wow. Thank you for saying all those superlatives. I find you a very, very wonderful person. Um, I just love ex-football players. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, emphasis on the ex, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, you, like you, and I first, <laughs> <laughs> you and I first played, first met at uh, the event in Palm Springs at the Frank Sinatra. Uh, I guess it was the name of that party. Yes, yes, I think that was a wonderful happening. It was, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you guys just did it perfect. You brought out, uh, what's her name, Connie Stevens to, switch, oh, to sing. Yeah. So. And she is so lovely, and of course, I adore my my friend uh, Suzanne Perry and mm-hmm. Helen, and and now that I met you and your wonderful wife, it's great. It was a great experience for me. Yeah, Suzanne had a very good part in that. She's a very good friend of Connie Stevens, as you know, and she kind of talked Connie into doing that, or to cut. cut Connie is uh, not very uh, agreeable to appearing in public. She was, it was so funny that night. She was very, very uh, self-conscious. And my goodness, she just blew the place away. She has a wonderful voice, and she did a great, great job. Oh, yes. So do you remember they were hugging everybody and loving everybody? They were like, she was such a hippie that day. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Now, it, no, let me ask oh, my you. God. I got so many hugs from her and her daughter. <laughs> yes, her daughter is a fine musician, and I think she's also her mom's manager too. Well, she's now, doing a good job. You you come from Texas? Is that how you got to California? I was raised in El Paso, Texas, but I was born in Juarez, Chihuahua, across mm-hmm. the Rio Grande. Right. You know, 
Yes, so it was easy to come over, very easy. And then my mother married, remarried a Mexican-American who was a a U.S. Marine sergeant. (laughs) And he got us to be, once they got married, he got us to be uh, American citizens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it all worked out well, and I love being bilingual and having two cultures or whatever it is because the American culture is really a mix of everything, so it's fabulous. It is. It really is. Now, how many many children were in that family? How many? Oh, well, from both my parents when they uh, divorced and remarried, I'm the oldest of ten. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes, and I lost, I lost two siblings, which makes me sad. But uh, yeah, so now it's uh, I'm the oldest of eight. Okay, and and the thing I can tell you about kitten is that uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about kitten's age because it's not really relevant. Uh, but I will tell you this, and if you go back to older pictures of her in photo shoots. And it's very evident when you meet her in person. You have one of those smiles, those smiles that tells the person you're smiling at that you know something they don't know. <laughs> Maybe. It's the truth. It, there's, there's such a deep meaning to that smile. You have a wonderful eyes and just a beautiful smile. Now, how did you, how did you, get, how did you get involved in films to begin with? You know what? I sometimes when I'm sitting alone... And I tell myself, boy, I had a charm life without trying. I didn't mm-hmm. really try that hard to be a movie star or anything. It all came to me, especially because I was already uh, uh, on stage doing burlesque. That right. when, uh, they, when they needed a girl to be in a film topless, they would always wear less clubs because they knew that these girls were not, going to give them any problem if they said okay take your bra off you know because uh-huh. we're used to that taking it off but uh so they would come to like the body shop on sunset and they 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 look at all the show and then they pick me to do something and then from then on it went on and on and even Russ Meyer came around and made me his star and then later on his uh, uh his paramour you know what I mean Mm-hmm. And uh, because Russ is, very, <laughs> Russ is a very controlling man, and I'm a little bit, uh, I have a, I don't know, I just don't like to be controlled. We never married, but we were on and off for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. He, was, he, was, he was pretty much the Walt Disney of so-called porn back in the day, right? I mean, he, he was the guy that yes. sort of everything. Yes, and he, Yes, and he was not ashamed, and he was, even on his grave, it says he was proud to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the king of the B-movies, you know? He loved it. But the, the, but the B-movies all had storylines, you know? There were, yes, there were actual storylines to them. Oh, now, yes, when you, very Hollywood. The very, yeah, the very movie that, that I uh, was aware of with you was, in the movie Airplane, when the plane is about to go down, it's being bounced all over by turbulence. If people remember, there is a woman with a rather healthy chest wearing a T-shirt that says Moral Majority. And that That's was you. Right. Yes. 
Yes, it was. It was, you know, even though I had done a porn, they still uh, hired me to cross the line into legitimate films, which was really unknown, but I, I managed to do that. You know, it was great that they, I was yeah, well, accepted you, you were, for that. You were pretty much the first person that did that. You were the first person that actually... Yes, uh, and let me tell you, they used to treat us like you had sold your uh, your soul to the devil. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, I want to tell you something. Everybody watches porn. So I thought to myself, why not? It's acting, too. It's really is acting. It is harder. It's hard, hard to have sex in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. Because you got to hold your stomach in. You've got to make sure there's no saliva. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, got to look pretty. <laughs> and you also got uh, got 20 people looking at you while you're doing it. And you don't get, you have to fake it. You got to fake your orgasms. You got to fake the orgasms. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not only on film, you know. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that takes place in a lot of places. But uh, yeah. now you, when you were first doing these, these uh, the uh, adult films that you were doing, uh, they were, like you said, a lot of them were frowned on. There were some people uh, that that crossed over from burlesque, as you did. Uh, there was uh, uh, Lily St. Cyr and... Laura, uh, Teresa Tana. Right. Yeah, they, I, I, my father owned a bar in New York City for 40 years, and uh, we had a picture on the back bar of Tempest Thorn. And she was fully clothed, uh, but what she was wearing didn't leave much to the imagination, and she was leaning up against a bar stool, and it was one of the most amazing pictures I'd ever seen in my life, and I had no idea who she was. And oh, my years, goodness. I didn't. I was a kid, and years and years later, uh, I met uh, a gentleman who was actually married to her. I met him up here what in Idaho. What was her name? Well, what, I didn't get the name. What was her name? She was married to an actor named Herb Jeffries, and I met Herb Jeffries up in oh, Iowa. Oh, you mean Tempest Storm. Oh, my Tempest God. Storm, yeah. Yes. Oh, honey, she's still living, and she's still bumping and grinding. Is she really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you just did a, a photo shoot, right? Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to be doing a photo shoot next week. But, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's hard. You know, it's hard to give it up. We love it. You know, oh, sure. we love fiction and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. now everybody wants to be a burlesque dancer. But you know what? Uh, there's always timing. And, and uh, Tempest was at a right timing. I was at a right timing. Right now it's saturated with girls tra- taking their clothes off and good bodies. And it's, uh, it's not a specialty anymore. Well, I was, you know, I was at... I was at a show in L.A. Uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, a friend of ours was playing there. His his band was playing, and I didn't know that there was this element to it, but there was nothing artistic about what they did. You know, it was just like you went out, got a busload of women, and told them to come in and take their clothes off. There was there was no 
element of entertainment to it. You know why? Because they're afraid to show sexuality where we were very up there to, uh, and that was acting to act like you're just hot, a hot mess, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 had a, I had a friend that I went to college with, and uh, he was a brilliant guy. He was a, a, a linguistics major. And, I mean, just, he wound up going to Harvard. But he was totally fixated on burlesque. And he knew everything there was to know about, about burlesque. Uh, he, he would go to see the, uh, there was a place called the Hillside Theater in Queens. And he would go and he would tell us about the shows. <laughs> and there were names like French Without Dressing, you know, <laughs> things like that. Ah, and he was, he was name. I need I need a man. But it was very entertaining. It was a, 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 just a nice night out, you know. And, and the audience was mixed. It was family or, you know, husbands and wives and stuff, you know. It was nothing yeah. seedy about it. It was, a, it was an no. article. And everybody dressed up. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. All the women wore their heels and good their furs and their Beautiful gowns, silk gowns, yeah. Yeah, we kind, of, we, kind of lost, we kind of lost that now. Now, now yeah. nobody dresses up. You don't even dress up to get on an airplane anymore. You show up in your pajamas. It's so bizarre. Now, you know what? There's no more sex goddesses. There's no more porn big superstars. It's all the internet tried to develop it really good because of porn, you know, the internet went forward and now it, it just cut its own throat, you know, because now nobody makes big bucks or anything. <laughs> yeah, we, we, a lot of things, a lot of things to the internet too, it's sort of like uh, oversell, you know, it's just yeah. the same thing over and over and over again. And all of these ridiculous uh, categories that they have, you know, I see people posting on Facebook about, I just saw this in, uh, you know, crazy, crazy grandmas or something. It's like, what? What are you talking about? You know? Oh, but it's just, it's just, oh, that's what it feels to me. Well, I miss it. When I, like right now, you and I are talking about the past. I truly miss it so mm-hmm. much. And, and of course, a lot of the people I knew in the industry, they're they're gone. You know, all the photographers, right. directors, I word, all the horny men, and a lot of my fans mm-hmm. are gone. It's sad, but you know what? I I love those memories, and I'm glad I'm talking about them. But I see that I see you still have uh, uh, reunions with people. I see I see you at like the burlesque shows and stuff with uh, a group of five or six ladies that you worked with over the years. Oh, yeah. So they they consider me a legend. So they want to know mm-hmm. stories and they want to know how it used to be. And I said, well, you know, when you dance in front of a 150 men or 950 men, you have to really make them feel like they are the only one in the room. You right. look at that guy and make him feel like I want him and I'm going to devour him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what they're mm-hmm. looking. They're not looking at the audience like that way. They're just doing a very te- technical uh, strip. 
they're right. enjoying, but, but they don't make anyone feel special at looking at them. But that's you know the thing. It's an, acting, it's an acting skill, isn't it? That you can you can take somebody in that audience and that guy thinks that if everybody else left the room, magical things would happen. Absolutely. You know, and, oh, yeah. And that's what, that, yeah. that's what you're selling, really. And, and you sell it better than anybody ever has. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw an old clip of you on uh, YouTube where you were actually the woman to choose between three bachelors on the dating game. Oh, God, yes. That was a wonderful, wonderful show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And these, these three guys, of course, because you don't get to see the person you're interviewing. They had no idea who was on the other side of that wall. And the two guys who lost could not have been more crestfallen when they came around and saw it was you. And the guy, I can still remember the guy who won almost collapsed and had to be held up off the floor. Well, you know, he was very handsome. And I was yeah. supposed to go to Columbia, Bogota with him, and Russ would not allow it. He was so jealous of him, so uh, jealous. So I, I missed the trip to Bogota with that guy. Wow. But, uh, that's that's okay. Russ was, yeah, the rest was the love of my life at that time. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he uh, he. Aside from aside from the 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 content of the movies, an awful lot of the technical things involved in filmmaking, he developed a lot of those technical things. Yes, he, he, had a real he was a wonderful, the wonderful cameraman. He was a wonderful cameraman. But most of all, don't forget that the screenplays were written by uh, Roger Ebert, his buddy. Right. And, he, right. He and, and they both had, you know, two things in common, the big hit. You know, humongous, not just big, but humongous. And uh, they be, they were best friends, and yeah, they they had their arguments, and it was sad. But uh, you know that's life. You know you can't always agree on everything. But uh, anyway, from Siskel and Ebert. What? Roger Ebert from Siskel and Ebert. Uh, the 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 two movie reviewers, Roger Ebert wrote he wrote Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, and he wrote a lot of movies uh, that, that involved. Involved that, you know, that, that, let me that, tell you something. A lot of those things were like first hand because I think Roger Ebert did kind of a long, long time did kind of try some of those drugs. <laughs> like who didn't? And, you know, so he knew more about it than Russ. So he uh, was very instrumental in, in, in all that. It was fabulous. He had a lot of input, you know. A lot of input, yeah. And, and uh, you, you were together for 12, 12 years? Oh, wait a minute. I'm having a bad reception, so repeat that. I said you and Russ were together for 12 years? On and off. Right. Uh, yes, it's a long time. And then after that, uh, I was his friend, and we go out to dinners all the time, and sometimes I join him and his girlfriend, Melissa, or what was her name? I don't even remember. Whatever her name okay. was, and we all have a good time. And then when he had the Alzheimer's, I I kind of looked after him too. Mm-hmm. Take him to the doctors and everything, and he made me cry because he did all kinds of things that I oh god, it was 
It was awful. He'd run away from me, stay in the elevator, the elevator door shut. I, I'd run down the stairs to meet him in the, every floor. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's just, that, that's just a tough situation to go through, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And every time I, I stopped the car in a red light, he'd try to get out the door. And I said, we're not stopped yet. It's a red light. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, when, you're, when, you're, when you're in a keg, you're in a keg, given a situation like that, that is uh, not an easy thing to have to do. How many movies did you make? With Russ, we, I only made two films. We were going to make a third one, but you know what? Things started to change. Uh, it was going to take more money, and he had already done all that experimental stuff on film, and it was hard to compete with Rambo, with Sylvester Stallone, or Horn. You know what I mean? He was in between, so so he said, I'm just going to write my, my autobiography. Wow. And he did, and it turned out to be three volumes, and it's quite good. Did it, did it do well? Did it do well commercially? Um, I mean, it's... Well, I think Worley it did, yes. Mm-hmm. Russ was very famous everywhere, not just here. He was famous in every country. Oh, they sure. Adored him. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, speaking yes. of that, have you ever thought about doing an autobiography? Uh, yes, I'm going to work on it, but right now, I'm working on keeping my properties because I got a buyer that tried to swingle me. So I got an attorney on after him. Um, You know, people think that just because you're a single woman and older and uh, Mexican and all that stuff that you're stupid. (laughs) First of all, I I wouldn't have everything I have if I was stupid. Yeah, I wouldn't think I'd want. I don't think I'd want to go toe to toe with you at all. I think the best thing you do is back off in that situation. Absolutely. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not that mean, am I? I didn't say you're mean. I, I think I think you're very smart and very sharp. Absolutely, I do. Oh God. Yeah. How is Susan? Before anything, how is Susan and Helen? Are they up to no trouble? I hope. Oh no, they're doing very very well. In fact, that the uh, tourist Satana thing is uh, is rolling along. Which I know you you were you were very supportive of and helpful with. So oh I think God, I love her so much. I love mm-hmm. Tara to this day. I think of her daily and Haji. You know, um, Russ Russ picked some good girls and they had good hearts too. Right. You know, just, just because we take our clothes off doesn't mean we don't have feelings and love for people. Oh, awesome. We do people and animals. <laughs> Well, she was. I, Tura was Tura was a special person too because that character that she played was pretty much her. You know, she was. Yes. One dollar steak. Yes, yes. Oh my God, no! Tura's a very special lady. Very. There's yeah. no one like her. I thought she was a fabulous actress, and and uh, and her beauty. I just find her beauty so exotic. So. Very, I love very exciting. But she was a wonderful cook, honey. I miss her food. <laughs> that right? I, didn't know, I didn't know that about her. Yeah, I, 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 some, of the, some of the people that, that I know about 
I mean, when I first got out here, I had no idea who Toro was. And then when I met uh, I met Suzanne and, and Helen, and I got to talking to somebody about it, and he looked at me like I came from, how do you not know who Toro Satana is? You know, I had no idea who she was. But she was, a, she was big. She was huge. Much like you. I mean, you, the, the, the history that you have is uh, not to be matched by anybody. You've been around and you've done, you've done things in every, every possible facet of the business. You know, like you said, uh, for lack of a better word, legitimate films, adult films. You've done burlesque. You've done live performances. You even uh, danced at the bachelor party of Sean Penn. Yes, I can't believe how, what a wonderful charm life I had. And um, I, when, I was, when I was going through it, I thought it was okay. But now that I sit back and think about it, boy, I did some really nice things in my life. It yeah, was and, great. And good things have <laughs> happened to you and they should happen to you. Listen, we're going to be right back after this. I thought we were going to this. <laughs> oh, yes. Just a, I have a little bit of trouble, in, like you're in a tin box or something, a little bit of um, the acoustics of the voice. But I don't know what that's that, Yeah, sometimes I can't hear you very well, but yes. But I'm, that could be a blessing. That could be a blessing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, object to that. Sometimes the less you can hear me, the better off you are. <laughs> so I thought okay. we were going to take a break. But I guess we're not going to take a break. So back to this. Uh, right now, you you, you are, are well. Right now, you said you, you're de- dealing with uh, issues with selling your home yeah. and with. Uh, Yes, right right now I'm a landlady. I have apartment buildings and some houses. Mm -hmm. uh, And I thought that I would move to uh, Palm Springs and sell everything. And then uh, things happened that that weren't settled. They just tried to jip me out of money so bad. No, I won't go through. I won't sign. And uh, anyway, I, I go to court in December. We'll see what happens. All right, good. I wish you luck with those. We would love that. I don't want. I don't want to sell to a swingler. No way. <laughs> no, and no, nor should you have to. But that—that's for the—that's for the courts to decide. <laughs> but uh, you got, right now, are you still? You still show up at the? You still showing up at those like uh, reunion events and things like that, right? Yes, but you know what? Uh, it's harder now to do it as often as I used to because the economy sucks. It's no fault of mine or the, or the fans, but people are short on money or they're hanging on to it. So I, I go mm-hmm. to not to the events yearly like I used to. I go like every couple of years or so, you know, but I still do those. And I have fan, I and then I have fans that write me and uh, buy things through uh, – you know the internet, so I'm busy. Right. You know, yes, uh, they want films that they can't find or something, and I, I'll sell them to them. 
But mm-hmm. I'm busy with my fans. They've been very loyal through 40 years of it. And not only are they loyal, their kids and their grandkids are fans of mine because they found all cool. of all of Grandpa's magazines under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and, now, uh, it's, it's adorable. Very what adorable. Is, what is the website you work on, Kevin? Where is a what? What is your website? My website yeah, is under Kitten, Kitten Club. That's with K's. Two K's, K-I-T-T-E-N-K-L-U-B. And then I'm on Facebook as Francesca Kitten of Chividad. Yes, you are. Yeah. I keep, <laughs> I keep in total contact with you there. Yes, you do. Always sending me little jokes. It's funny. It's cute. Yes. And I noticed that, that I noticed that you talk to some of my siblings. I do. Some yes, my, I do. What some uh-huh. of my sisters? Yes. You're yes. hot red-handed. No, 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 no. It's it's all good. It's all about board. Come on now. I'm gonna tell okay. Amy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I speak mostly with your sister uh, Terry. God, she's funny. She's a funny lady. She's great. Really they is. all have. She's got big boobs, and so does uh, my other sister. Um, what I wanted to tell you is that uh, I, I kind of knew you were communicating with him. I just knew it. I just uh-huh. knew. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember. She had said something on one of your posts, and I responded to it. Next thing you know, she and I started talking. She's a wonderful lady. Just wonderful. Oh, my God. I love her. She's always so being, uh-huh. being, being, being nice, being nice and having big boobs runs in the family. That's all I can say. Yeah, my, it's, my father was that way. Very friendly guy. Very talkative. Very... A jokester. He was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I learned a lot from my father. And then and my you, stepfather you. was wonderful, too. So I I was blessed with two great fathers. Yeah. You, have, you have a wonderful sense of humor, absolutely, as Terry does, too. So I'm going to try this again. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back after this. Do you inspire to be a show host, co-host, creative producer, camera operator, ground coverage reporter, or a writer in the internet TV or radio business? Irresponsible Productions and Consultants LLC is seeking individuals to start in the news and entertainment sports community-based internet TV and radio shows. Looking for all ages and skill levels, this is your opportunity to join in a community-shared vision. Build something from the grassroots, start something great and rewarding. Show ideas include local food reviews and spotlights, local business spotlights and interviews, local government information and community awareness, local sports spotlights on the different sports activities, athletes, and interviews, local health and wellness spotlights on the different groups and activities in the area, local leadership spotlights and interviews, local artist spotlights and interviews. If you have an interest in any of these shows or have a show idea of your own and just need help producing it, contact Info at irresponsibleproductions.net. That's I-N-F-O at E-A-R, responsibleproductions.net.
the fabulous, wonderful, sweetest woman in the world, <laughs> Kitten Nativi Dodd. And uh, if you would like, to talk, if you would like to talk to Kitten, you can call us at six four six five six four nine eight zero nine. That again is for six four six five six four nine eight zero nine. And we would love to hear from you. And uh, I mean, how many chances do you get to talk to Kitten Nativi Dodd? For God's sake. I just mentioned during the break that uh, when I first met her, I spent my, most of my night taking selfies of her with other people. Guys would come up and hand me their cell phone and ask me to take a picture of them and Kitten, which, you know, I mean, you want to talk about a low-budget uh, Russ Meyer, that was who I was. I just <laughs> hand me a very cheap camera for the night. But it was well worth it, well worth it to meet Kitten. But anyway, to, get, to go back, we were, we were talking about uh, your crossover between the adult films and the uh, legitimate films. And did, what, what was the main thing that you found that was different about uh, the way that they were done? Obviously, the content's going to be different. But uh, is, it, is it different being on a set with, uh, let's say, Burt Reynolds or, or uh, Peter Graves than it is? You know, do, doing the uh, doing the adult films. Of course, yeah. of course it is. Yes, uh, um, I'm not putting down the the porn stuff, but that was really hard work. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, we had to do all those positions over and over and over, and it was hard work. It was mm-hmm. physically hard work. You know, I I um. Yeah, there's a difference, yes. And, but there's, no, there's also a clubhouse feel to the porn stuff because you're using a lot of the same actors over and over again, correct? Well, they used to in the old days. Nowadays, I guess they have a new one every day. But in the old days, yes, you got to know them. And so you got mm-hmm. to um, – everybody respected everybody. You know what I mean? It was not. It wasn't like they're tearing you down. It was nice. Like I'm good friends with uh, Sadka and all the ex, the porns that you know the stars. You know we still right. been touching when we see each other and it, at the conventions. We'll all go out to lunch or dinner and um, talk about and compare things. And what I liked about the the old porn was remember they made it like Hollywood movies. We had dialogue, and we had right. pages and pages of dialogue to learn. <laughs> that is, that is just hard breathing and uh, and grunting, for what I understand. But back then, and, and not only that, there were production, there were production values to the movies. I mean, the houses yeah. were beautiful, the, the costumes were there. You know, there was a storyline, such as it was. And, and now you, you they paid us good money. And they said uh-huh. it's really good money. I remember the first porn porn film I did. I didn't really do hardcore, but they mm-hmm. gave me a thousand a day, thousand dollars a day. You know, in the in the seventies. Yeah, that's a lot of money back in the seventies. Yeah, and do you still go to the conventions? Uh, yes, I do. But like I said, I don't. I don't try to overexpose myself. Like go every year, so I pick a 
probably next year I'll go back to them again. And I, then after that, I take a break. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I want so them to. I want them to miss me a little bit. Well, yeah, you know, it's funny you say that. I mean, I can understand the missing you thing, okay? But you were such a big part of it. You were such a big part of that industry that you can't really think of that industry without thinking of your involvement in it. <laughs> you know, you you literally were. I mean, you take the toe on major superstars. In that industry, you were a major superstar. You were, you know, everything you did was, I, there are there are people I see on, you know, sometimes when you, when you show up on Facebook and I see you with a group of people and you say, these are my friends, so-and-so, you name the four, four, four women in the picture with you. And I know that yeah. they were, they were act, they were big parts of the industry, but nowhere near the name recognition that you had. Oh, and I think, you know what? I think I think I owe it all to Russ. Yeah. You know, you know what I think you owe it to? I just think you owe it to your look also. You know, you did oh. not have the you did not have the regular textbook porn star look about you. You were this no. diminutive Mexican, cute as a button, and like I said, that damn smile where you're looking like, yeah, I know something you don't know. You know, that goes a long way. Absolutely goes a long way. Oh, thank you, Ray. It's absolutely true. Absolutely true. I'll tell you why I had a great smile. I was really happy and I loved my life. Mm-hmm. Well, I loved thing. my life. Yeah, the good thing too is that you were never apologetic about your life. I think no. I read somewhere in an interview where you said, "No, and a lot of people would love to be." A lot of people yeah. would like me to be apologetic, and I, that what's to apologize? It's my life. Exactly. They're not paying my rent. That's that. Yeah. I read that in the interview when you said that nobody else is paying my rent, so just back off. Yeah. <laughs> I totally, I totally agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Did you like that, or was that mean and cruel? No, that's absolutely right. Who's, who is to say, you know, who is to, to make a judgment on anybody to begin with, you know? But that's uh, like, you know, would you say the same thing about a bus driver or, a, or a, you know, a waitress or anybody else? You know, you were doing a job. There was, you weren't, you weren't doing. Uh, you weren't doing the devil's work, you know, you were just doing work and that's what you were doing. And you entertained an awful lot of people who will never forget you. Never ever forget you. Yeah. So yeah, what kind of stuff what, what, what kind of stuff what kind of stuff do you like to watch now? Now I right now on T V yeah. or cable? I I don't know why. What's wrong with me? I love West What's wrong with that? <laughs> That's, I mean, is it okay for a girl to like Western movies? Oh, sure. Sure. Oh, you know. I love all those old actors, John Wayne and Rory Calhoun, all those cowboys. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just love my cowboys. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing, too. I mean, you, you watch some of those movies, like on uh, Turner Classic Movies and such, and those are real actors. Those are real movie stars. Oh, God, you know? yes. 
I, and I also like science fiction and I some some horror films that have a great plot and okay, like yeah, a, a, mystery, a mystery plot, not just you know, and uh, not just stupid uh, ghost things or whatever. But uh, no, I, I like all kinds of films really. But right now I'm into westerns, and of course, one of my favorite directors is Alfred Hitchcock. So I watch all his, his films over oh, and over. Yeah, you can't get I love the movie Shadow Without a Doubt. You know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Did you ever see the movie Twelve Angry Men? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's one of my favorite films. Now, you you can judge me by that. <laughs> no, that's a great, great film. It's Lee J. Cobb and uh, Henry Fonda. Yes, that's a great but what, what I'm saying is these men, uh, sir, they started to uh, come with uh, about the, the killer. They discover a lot of things in themselves that they were coming from the killer. I mean, it, it's a great film. Uh, it's just 12 men. That mm-hmm. won the jury, remember? Yeah, and it was it was it was a, a slam dunk verdict until Henry Fonda proved otherwise, and and nobody was going to yeah. accept it. And like you said, they all had their reason not to accept it. Lee J. Cobb didn't get along with his son, and he saw his son in the killer. So it was it, it's a very a very oh, okay. very interesting so, plot. So I, I like those complicated films about men where they show their true feelings and. What kind mm-hmm. of hearts they have, you know? I like films sure. like that. And, and uh, uh, what is that? Um, something about the lonely hunter where he kills himself, commits suicide because he's a death mute. I forgot. Oh, the heart of the lonely hunter. Yes. That's yeah, with that's uh, with uh, Alan Alan Arkin. Oh my God, I love that film. Oh, yeah, I love it. I just love it. Well, I'm so, old okay. enough, kid. I saw that in the theater. That's how old I am. <laughs> First time I saw it was in the theater. That's sad to admit, but it's the truth. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was that was an excellent movie, also. Yeah. Now we got the Kardashians and all of these reality shows, and it just oh, it just it's mind numbing. It really is. I don't know. A lot of people love their reality shows, but I'm from a different generation. My generation of reality shows was uh, the dating game. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dating game, show. the show. Yeah, and exactly. I was, All I was was both of them. I was, yeah, I was in both of the movies. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a different world now, and uh, I'm old fashioned, like you know the kind of movies I like. They're all old. <laughs> well, I, lately I've gotten stuck on English uh, detective movies. I don't know why. All of a sudden I'm watching them. And there's a wonderful show on uh, BBC called Midsummer Murders. And it's about these detectives that work out in the countryside in England. And it's, it's, just, it's just mesmerizing, you know, and the story, oh the plot. God. Yeah, the acting is wonderful. I gotta and check I that. I don't know who can sit in front of a screen and watch Kim Kardashian and her sisters night after night. I think you're you're really, <laughs> you're really <laughing. laughs> I haven't watched one complete show. 
I don't know. I just have other things to watch that I like better, you know. I mean, they're beautiful, but I rather watch other things. You know what amazes me is I'll mention an actor to somebody. We we were working in Maryland, and we had this little guy who was an artist that worked in the company, and he kind of had these buggy eyes. And I said to somebody who is not that much younger than me, I said, doesn't he look like Peter Lorre? And the guy didn't know who Peter Lorre was. Oh. You know, I mean, how shocking is that? You know, oh, you know is, but you don't know who Peter Laurie is. That's just bad. You, oh you've missed out on him. He sure did. They, but, they just, uh, they just, and they just I also liked, I liked him very much, too, with his little mm-hmm. voice and those big eyes and that big, big oh, yeah. head of his. <laughs> you, felt, you felt like you had to get out of the room if he was in the room. <laughs> it felt like something bad was going to happen. Yeah. Hey, do you still have the tiki bar, or did you sell it? We're in it. We're in the process of. Uh, well, I can't go into it right now, but we're in the process of doing uh, something else. But uh, oh, there's, a, okay. there's, a, there's a whole backstory that I can't get into. But uh, oh, you, well, you know what that that's was, about. That was a lovely place. Anyway. Yeah, I, uh, I know that you used to show movies there. Didn't you have a movie night? Yeah, we used to. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. And yeah a lot I, of people... I, was, I was always jealous because I couldn't go see those movies. There was, there was a, there's a place downtown now that, that does movies all the time. And there's a, there is a great place downtown. I can't remember the name of it. I'm embarrassed to say. But when you walk in, they have old uh, 33 and a third record albums. Uh, wow. Decorating, decorating the walls. It's a beautiful little place. It reminds me of an old New York City bar, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's where they have the movies? That's where they have the movies? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Is Susan well, you know, Perry doing? Is she Springs doing the movie night? Palm Springs is always reinventing itself. There's always something new, something big happening. It's a great little yeah. town. That's why you got to get. That's why you have to get yourself out here. I know, I know it, and I love being so close to the mountains. Oh God, yes, it's beautiful, beautiful, yeah. fresh it's, air. It's, yeah. So it's who, really who, wonderful. Who, it's a beautiful place. I mean, except for the 115 degree weather every now and again, but other than that, we're okay. But it's beautiful. Oh, it's look. a beautiful, beautiful setting. You just have to stay indoors, that's all. Oh, yeah. That's what you have to do. Go from yeah. the house to the car and then back to the house again. <laughs> you don't want to be sitting uh, in the yard. I just want to ask you something. Am I your only guest? Or is there more? <laughs> well, tonight, you're it. You are oh, it. Why would you need anything more than Kitten the Tibby die? Why would you need somebody else? An overdose of me, okay. <laughs> there's no there's no there's no better cure in the whole world than an overdose of you. Oh wonderful, yay. I remember you used to used to tell these stories of the the movie stars that you've met, like um Jay Dunaway. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was nice hearing you tell me stories. 
I don't I, yeah. you know what's really funny is I, I don't do well with celebrities. I always I always mess up somehow, you know, because I get I get nervous around them. I never was nervous around you, but I, I nervous around I I met uh I met somebody, he was a comedian, his name was Jack Burns. And I met him in a restaurant. We were talking, him and I, because when I was a kid, he was the funniest guy I knew. And he introduced me to a friend of his, and I shook the guy's hand and just kept talking to him. And the guy who he introduced me to was Carl Reiner. I never gave Carl Reiner a second look, you know. <laughs> oh, my God, Carl Reiner. I know, yeah, that's kind of embarrassing, but that's the way it was, you know. Oh, my but it was, God. It was funny, when, when, I was, when I was in college, we used to go to Greenwich Village, and you would see all of these people like Peter, Paul, and Mary just hanging out on the corner, you know, and uh, Bill Cosby and, and uh, Richard Pryor and stuff, you know. And it was just like they were just like regular folks, you know. And it was it was just a different thing. But now when, when you see somebody, I was, I was at a, an event, and I saw this guy standing there talking. And uh, I didn't know who he was. I, I thought, honestly, when I saw him, I thought it was Sean Penn. And uh, somebody brought him over and introduced me to him. It was Patrick Dempsey. Okay, so luckily, I didn't, luckily I didn't say anything stupid. Like, nice to meet you, Sean. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was. He was. He was very nice. That. That. Most of the people and the really. The really big ones I find really nice. There are other ones that are just taken, taken with themselves, you know. And uh, they got to walk. They can't walk into a room without fifty people with them, which is kind of sad. Well, I'm kind of sad today of the passing of uh, Martin Landau. Oh yeah. I yes. used to have a crush on him so much when he did Mission, Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. What did you? I think? can't remember. Mission Impossible. Yeah, I can't remember who his his wife was. I, she was on that show too. Yeah, very and beautiful. He, he, of course, he she played Ed Wood. She was like an ice cold blonde, right? Yes, yes. The name on a show was Cinnamon, but I don't remember what her name. Barbara something her name was. And, and then, of course, that right? Barbara was the first name. Yes, yes. I can't think of her last name. I guess once they got divorced, she kind of like just faded out or didn't want to be in the in the limelight anymore. I don't know. Yeah, we we also lost uh, Adam West recently too, the original Batman. I know, I know. I just loved him. He was like, I don't know. He had his own different style of acting, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit above the phrase. Yeah, sort of like. Uh, like William Shatner, you know, and no yes. matter what role they played, they didn't get lost in the role. You could tell it was them, you know. Yes. We did a we did a yes. video game years ago, we years ago with Shatner, and uh, one of the funniest, most irreverent people I ever met in my life. Just just one line after the other, he was just incredibly, incredibly funny. Yeah, you know what? I think he's aged very well. He's mm-hmm. aged well. Yeah, he's, he's been around a long, long time. Yes, yes. Uh, but we're losing some great actors, you know. It's sad. 
It is. And it doesn't seem like we go three weeks without somebody else, you know? It's just, yeah. it's just, uh, and again, like you talk about uh, Adam West and you talk about Martin Landau. I mean, those are two shows, uh, Mission Impossible and the uh, Batman show. Those, when you were growing mm-hmm. up in that era, those were two of the major, those shows were always on. You know? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Those are great shows. And they had really great actors, right? Uh-huh. They were all good actors. Well, you see some of the reruns now, and there were some big movie stars in those reruns that were just TV actors back then, you know? Yes, uh, especially when I watched The Twilight Zone. All those were great oh, actors that turned out to be greater actors later on. Uh, speaking speaking of, uh, of, uh, of Shatner, he was on that show. Burgess Meredith was on that show. Uh, Jack Klugman, they were all... They all um, yes, yes. They all yes, they all ended up having their own shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a different different era for sure. And a lot of those a lot of those guys didn't want to do TV and uh, were very happy they made the decision to do it. You know, because it kind of built their careers. Yes. Yes. Anyway, I'm finally doing your radio show. It was hard getting it together for a while. You know. Well, yeah, if you remember when I first met you at the Sinatra event, I told you I had sent you an email about it, and uh, you said, I don't ever read those emails. What? <laughs> I don't know what account I sent it to, but I didn't send it to the right account anyway. It was my fault. What anyway, we're going we're gonna to take a break here. We're going to have to take a break. We'll be right back after this. If you want to talk to Kidnativity, the number is 646 646- Five six four nine zero eight nine six four six five six four nine eight zero nine er. Do you inspire to be a show host, co-host, creative producer, camera operator, ground coverage reporter, or a writer in the internet, TV, or radio business? Irresponsible Productions and Consultants, LLC, is seeking individuals to start in the news and entertainment, sports community-based, internet TV, and radio shows. Looking for all ages and skill levels, this is your opportunity to join in a community-shared vision. Build something from the grassroots, start something great and rewarding. Show ideas include local food reviews and spotlights, local business spotlights and interviews, local government information and community awareness local sports spotlights on the different sports activities, athletes, and interviews, local health and wellness spotlights on the different groups and activities in the area, local leadership spotlights and interviews, local artist spotlights and interviews. If you have an interest in any of these shows or have a show idea of your own and just need help producing it, contact info at irresponsibleproductions.net. That's I-N-F-O at E-A-R, responsibleproductions.net.
Kitten uh, TV Dodd. If you would like to talk to Kitten, 646-564-9809. And we were uh, kind of talking about the legitimate superstars or actors of the day, people like uh, like Martin Landau and, and Adam West and Shatner and right up into uh, right up until people like Steve McQueen and uh, and the like. It's it's just not uh, it's not uh, it's not the same quality of people out right now. There's there's a different group group of people, and like I said, we are washed in uh, we are washed in reality stars. There is such a thing that sounds like a an oxymoron, a reality star, but that's 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 where we find ourselves. It's sort of like pablum. People just watching the same things over and over again. I couldn't care less that Kim Kardashian is having her butt X-ray to see if she has implants. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, I mean that that's actually what that that was actually the storyline of one of the shows. Uh, I know, and also the fact that. Uh... It doesn't really have a storyline. There's nothing to really learn from it. I mean, some of the movies you learn things, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, reality shows, I guess that's what they want. I don't know. Yeah. Is it a, is it because everybody wants a chance of being uh, a star? Is that why? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who would be interested in it or why they would be, but people are. It's so strange. But I do like cooking shows. I do enjoy watching cooking shows. Are those reality shows or no? <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. But they're, they're, they're kind of informative and fun to watch. I, I watch the ones where they have the kids baking. You know, I watch that stuff. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Because they're learning something, too. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 at a, that's at a premium right now, no question. But really, they make me hungry. <laughs> Are you a good cook, Kitten? Yes, because I watch a lot of lot of cooking shows, <laughs> and I try all the recipes. It's kind of fun. Yes, I used to love to watch Martha Stewart, and uh, you know, she always did that cooking, and I felt like a like a domestic goddess. Uh-huh. It was a, who was the other one? Uh, oh, she's, I can't uh, remember. Rachel, Rachel Ray. Yes, Rachel I Ray. Watched her. Yeah. She, I love the way she cooks. It makes, she makes it so, like, it's so easy, but it isn't. <laughs> no, it, no, no, it, it's never as easy as they make it look. Which is true with anybody knows. Are you a great cook? Are you a great cook? I'm an awful cook. I'm, I'm good at like popping those uh, White Castle hamburgers into the microwave. That's that's where my cooking uh, cooking well, is. Well, where right do you there. get where do you get White Castle? The, the frozen ones at uh, at Ralph's. Oh, they're not yeah. the same as the ones back in New York or yes, in Cincinnati. Yes. They're real little though. Yes. They're like a like a bite of a biscuit. Well, like somebody said to one time to me, they're like tablets. You eat them like tablets, you know, like Tic Tacs. That's how small they are. Oh, my God. 
that you mean we haven't had any caller that wants to ask me any personal questions? Nothing? Uh, that's, that's what I would think, yeah. Again, 646-564-9089. Don't be I'm afraid sorry. of I got that wrong. I got that wrong. Maybe that's what they're not calling. 646-564-9809. I think it's right. So are you listening, Suzanne? We need to plug the Tura documentary. Tura Santana documentary. And nobody is playing Tura but Tura. <laughs> She's got two now, wonderful documentaries. It's going to be a pure documentary, right? I mean, it's going to be nobody playing her, like you said. No, no one's playing her. Only Tura's playing herself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you know Haji? They had a great life. They just about screwed everybody in old Hollywood, which is it's not bad. It's nothing bad. They enjoyed themselves. Right. <laughs> it was funny because uh, you know I see some of the scenes with them. They said a lot of the scenes were ad-libbed. There were lines that she would throw out, and they would just keep them in the script. She was a very funny woman, too, in addition to everything else. Oh, yes. So, you know, let me ask you a question, Didn't Every movie now, when you buy a DVD, you get a blooper reel. Were there a lot of bloopers in the porn movies? Uh. You know what they didn't think about there? Oh, yes. A lot of broken beds and cameras falling <laughs> over. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, a lot of guys tripping on their on, their, on themselves. <laughs> oh, no, there were, you know what? There were bloopers and we used to laugh our heads off, but nobody, I hope they did save them. But I, mm-hmm. I like bloopers. They're funny. Yeah, well, absolutely. So, warning, you never hear about them in the in the world of porn, though. Oh God, I I haven't seen them. But you know, there's a lot of people in porn that died very young. Have you noticed some of the old stars? Yeah, yeah well, there were also not a lot of precautions that they take now, too. So. Yes, but I, I think that. Yeah, they just died young. Maybe it was a really rough life. I don't know. I moved on from it. You know what I mean? I could mm-hmm. always go back. I could always go back to burlesque. It was great. But I also did a lot of pinups, like in the seven, the whole nineteen seventy to nineteen ninety. I did pinups. That's why I'm going to okay. do this book with ten thousand pages. So that because most of my fans read books with one hand, so it, it'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you did not just say that, did you? I guess you did. Okay. You know, I said that in a nice way. You did. You absolutely did. I think I may not. I may have been the only person that didn't miss it. So uh, <laughs> it took you a while to get it, didn't you? <laughs> Did so I say something wrong? Oh no, not at all. Uh, you could not. You couldn't say anything wrong if you tried. Now, where is oh, where is the, the photo shoot you're going to be doing? Where do you have to go for that? The, uh, I don't know. They're going to get some um, 
studio, I guess. Okay. It's going to be for like uh, the the front of my um, my book, you know. So mm-hmm. it'll be it's going to be decent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you yeah, if so. you if they were going to make a Kit and the Die movie right now, who would you want to play you? Gosh, I don't know, but I, I hope she has a little Latina in them because uh, we have a different sense of humor and all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd like well, her to have we, some Latina well, in I think she would have to have a lot of Latina in her. Because I think that that's, I think that's, that's I think that's one of the great parts about you is uh, that Latina uh, sense of humor and that look that you have about you. Now you had you had a very how how tall are you? How tall am I? Yeah. I think it's five. I was five three, but I'm getting down to five two now. Okay. Okay. That's us. Stretchy woman. But you were you were. By porn movie standards, you were short. Yes, but I don't pretend to be short. I pretend to be tall. <laughs> yeah, and you do. You, you, you. Because when I first met you in person, I was kind of surprised because you do not come off as being diminutive in the films, and I think I know why that is. <laughs> but. No, but, but uh, I'm, 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 I guess you would say I'm short, right? Right. Yeah, I, I, that's the first thing I saw about you, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a small person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I look, I, yeah, I look big. Uh, yeah, I got long legs. I got my father's long legs. Mm-hmm. So that makes mm-hmm. me look taller. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. But uh, then I like I like to wear high heels, so that makes me look tall. Mhm. Yes. At some point, you- I I gotta go back to Palm Springs and visit you, the whole group. It was such a lovely group, wasn't it? It was. It absolutely was, and we you have to get you out here. No question about it. Yeah. We we were oh, talking. We were talking about about uh, you and the uh, the sort of promo that you did for the tour movie. I was talking about that with. Uh, I mean, that was the, the amazing thing about the tour movie is when they did the promos for it. It was Kitten Natividad. It was John Waters. It was all of these names, these big names that were talking about the movie. And I thought that how could it not be anything but a winner with those kind of people? Plugging oh. it and uh, talking for it. It's the truth. I, I'm a, I'm a huge John Waters fan. I mean, I, uh, and, and I'm a huge Kitten Tibidot fan too, obviously. But uh, oh, it just, thank you. It, oh, I am. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fanboy when it comes to you. But you know that already, my friend. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. It doesn't take a lot to figure that out. But uh, yeah. he used know, to I, love, you know, love Russ. He used to love Russ John Waters. Yeah. yeah, John Waters is. I mean, John Waters is was the man, and he tells a story about going to see the Tora movie, the uh, Kill Pussycat movie. Him and uh, I think he went with Harvey Fierstein, or he might have gone with Divine. And I mean, these are these are, are pretty big influential people back in the day in movies, and and they were they were just uh, 
it, they were enthralled by it, you know. But then they were nice enough to come out and do a bit about it, like you did. I mean, th- there's a there's a clip that I saw of of you just talking about that movie and just talking about it sincerely and from the heart and knowing what you were talking about, you know. And it was it just just something heartwarming about it that you know that you had that identity I, with it. I just and love Tura, and I I was talking about Tura and how she really is like when Suzanne used to have parties all the time and she would have lots and lots of uh, those electric pans and full of pot roast and she'd buy the pot roast and oh my god she just like served a hundred people pot roast and Mm -hmm. she'd make it and she was very happy to make sure everybody had plenty to eat. She's a lovely person. Lovely. And then that, but that's back when you had real people doing this stuff, you know. She yeah. she had a a real personality. She was a she was just you know just like I said, a real person. Is she wasn't just the person on the screen. She would there was a real person behind that person, you know. Yeah, and that's, that's she wasn't. She was not you. narcissistic. I mean, she was not narcissistic where she thought everybody right. had it like catered to her. She was catering mm-hmm. to all of us, you know, just wonderful. Now, but, I mean, um, she was still our goddess. <laughs> right, right. Yes, that, yes. That's how I feel when I met you. I mean, you know, you're not really sure who you're going to meet, you know. And I can still remember it was in the, uh, in the backyard at Sinatra's old house. And I just walked up and we started talking. It was like, first of all, it was like I, I had known you forever. And second of all, it was just like talking one-on-one with a real person, you know. And that, I think, is what attracted, you know, there were those people that might say, they, they look, I got my pictures taken with uh, with Kitten and Tibby died, you know. But it wasn't. It was it was people wanting to have their pictures taken with the person they had just met. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the image on the screen and it wasn't the character that you played. It was you. All those people, the the people that bought tickets to go to that wonderful ration of Sinatra, they were just wonderful. I enjoyed talking to all of them and dancing salsa, and it was fabulous time. Yeah, it was was. a little bit chilly. Remember, it was still cold, so the weather was perfect (laughs) for Palm Springs. Yeah, we were outside all the time, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, Connie Stevens got up and started singing, and it was like, <laughs> it was wonderful, just wonderful. Yes, yes, and then especially, she was hugging each and every one of us, remember, when she said goodbye? Yes. But um, i got to tell you something, she sounds fabulous, she looks so pretty, I don't know why she was insecure, I have no idea. Yeah, well, I guess she hadn't sung in public in a while, from what from what Suzanne was telling me. But she got it done. She did a great job. And the other oh, thing yeah. too that I found that I found was was interesting too was that aside from the singing, she had a little story between each song. She talked yeah. and she presented each song, and it was really just just wonderful. You know, she talked about yeah. singing in the shower. At the last place she sang was in the shower, and it was a commercial for Progressive Car Insurance. <laughs> and she actually sang a little bit of the commercial for everybody, which was very, very I cool. I know. 
Oh, very cool, yes. I thought you guys were going to have another celebration for Frank Sinatra, but it didn't happen, right? No, I mean, a lot of a lot of other people, uh, because we had the 99th, and I guess we there was an overload downtown of the 100th celebration, you know. Everybody kind of jumped on board with that one, so. You know, I, oh, uh, listen, yeah. a couple more years, we can have my 100th celebration, so. <laughs> You know, when I'm 100 yeah, years old. At least you had yours first, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And, it, yeah. uh, again, I, I love the town. The town is amazing. Just amazing people. And as as friendly well, as people. Also, you have amazing restaurants all the time. There's good food everywhere there. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So how you know, if you want to if you want to find good food in Palm Springs, you talk to your friend Suzanne. She knows oh them all. God. Yeah, but I mean, how can she afford it? Isn't that expensive? <laughs> well, some of them are. No, not, some of them are little. Some of them are little hidden gems. Believe me. We went to a place <laughs> called Spencer's that I had never even heard of before, and it's kind of out of the way. But oh, it's marvelous! Just a wonderful place, and that was one of uh, Suzanne and Helen's favorite places, you know. And, of course, if you want to go high-end, there's places like Melvin's and uh, and there's a place called Trio. All wonderful, wonderful food and stuff. There's a place called Kaiser's. Like you say, right up in the, up and down uh, North Palm Canyon, you can't uh, – every, every block's got two or three restaurants on it. And they're all great. They're all good places. And, again, you know, there's a lot of the – real high-end ones, and there's a lot of the ones that uh, are uh, more affordable, shall we say. And uh, it's, I just it all depends on what where you want to go, what you want to do, but the uh, every place you go to, the treatment that you get, because they think of the comp, because of the competition, you get treated really, really well. I have never been, uh, I never been to a restaurant in Palm Springs with a bad service, never. Oh my God. But uh, do you have, like, a vintage uh, store, too, where you sell, like, vintage little knickknacks and stuff like that? Yeah, Amy Amy and her uh, partner, Kat Slater, they own a place called uh, Atomic Iconic. And it's uh, all vintage, all mid-century modern stuff and clothing. And, uh, I can't wait to to go there. I can't wait. Oh my God, I love all that stuff. <laughs> and what's funny is the last time I was there, uh, there were three young ladies there who were there to, they were appearing somewhere, I guess they were having a fashion shoot or something done. And picture, it's me, okay, I'm sitting there talking to some people that I know and a woman walks up with a dress and they ask me if the dress is 60s or 70s. How would I know that? And why would you think I would know that? So I just had I, a point here. you're in that store. So what did you oh, tell please, them? I, please. It's like all the, all the car companies Amy has worked for, people think I know about cars, you know. And I'm, I'm lucky I can put gas in my car, let alone knowing about cars. Oh, but, yeah, the woman, my... asked me, the woman asked me. I heard you what? talking about Mustangs. Oh yeah, well I, I know about them, but I yes, you I do tell you, know about cars. I I couldn't tell you how to put a supercharger on one. What can I tell you? 
but I know very little about dresses and whether they were made in the 60s or the 70s. I can tell you that. But, and not only that. Did she ask you she, if it made her look bad or not? <laughs> oh, no, no. She was, oh, my goodness, she was a waif. She was, a, she, I guess, I'm guessing she was probably about 20. And to me, she looked like she was nine years old, you know. Oh. <laughs> but that's, that happened to me all the time. I was talking to a, a policeman the other day, and uh, I'm looking at the guy going, God, this guy looks like he's 10, you know. And he's a cop. That's why I was get old. Everybody looks strong to you. It's really young. I know, me too. Once the time that the first time somebody called me, hey, lady, I felt so old. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I know what you're talking about, yeah? My yeah. feelings were so hurt, I came home and cried. But uh, I said, oh, get over it. Get there over it. There are people on Facebook. There were people on Facebook I dated in college, and they're posting pictures of their grandchildren. You know? <laughs> <laughs> their grown grandchildren, you know. Yeah. It's a wake-up call, but we're all, you know, kidding. The thing is, we're all still here, you know. That's the importance. Yeah. Well, not everybody. Yeah. With, we would have too many people in this world. Well, I agree with that. To. Totally you agree know? with that. All my sisters had babies. I mean, they all have children. And out of all of my sisters, all five of them, I'm the only one that didn't have any. And I go, that's okay, because they had them all. <laughs> exactly. And they're all yours like they're all theirs, too, you know? Yes, yes. And I love them very much. My, my sister get, had five kids. Five kids? Can you imagine? Five kids she I had. Think. Yeah, I always tell her. I always tell her I didn't know she was that good a Catholic, you know. But she has five oh. kids. They're all grown now, and they're all doing extremely, extremely well. But uh, yeah, five kids a lot of kids. And that sure is. Wow! And just to raise them, it takes so much money and energy. I don't know how she did it. Congratulations to her. Well, she, she's a bit of a clean freak too. I mean. If you ever saw her house, she wouldn't know anybody ever lived there, you know. I mean, that's, that's how she is. But I guess that's how you have to be to stay ahead of it, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. five kids is a lot of kids. My grandma had six kids. You know, it's an Irish thing, can I tell you. Yeah, I'm happy with my dogs. Me and my dogs oh. get along just fine. Oh, I know you love your dogs, and they sleep with you and everything. Yes, I do. Yeah. And it's funny, if, if you go out to the car and you come back in, they greet you like you've been gone for a week. They're so happy oh to my, see you. Yeah. Oh, my Nobody God. Is, they just thought, they thought you were never coming back, huh? Exactly. <laughs> you can be gone for two minutes, you know? It's nice to be appreciated anyway. So you, you have three dogs, no cats, right? No cats. No, no. When I was growing up, when I was growing up, we always had cats because we had a bar, and the cats would be in the cellar because, you know, with, with the beer and stuff, you don't know if you got mice or whatever else you got, you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, got my, I never got a dog until I was married. When we got married, I got a – we adopted a dog on Long Island, and uh, he was our first one, and we're right now on number five. We've had five dogs. 
or beagles. You, you mean at, right now at the same time? Oh, no, 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 no. Total, total, total. Oh, okay. Yeah. I met a lady the other day, though. I met a lady who adopts dogs. Uh, she rescues them, and she had 17 at one time. But she owns, she owns two acres of land up in Yukaipa. Uh, but she got 17 dogs. Can you imagine that? God, but it's too hot for them to be outside. Oh, yeah. No, that's the whole thing, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's, even if she's got two acres, you can't let them out. No, it's too right? it's too hot. It's too hot for anybody to be outside. Believe me. So, uh, you have three dogs now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yep. that, that's a, that's enough babies there. <laughs> oh no, question about that. Yeah, and I know someday they're gonna learn how to talk. I just know that. They yes. just look like yes. they got something to say, and I'm waiting for that to happen. Well, we'll, we'll Suzanne, see. Suzanne Perry has three dogs, or does she have four? No, Suzanne's got three. I yeah, know she I, always has to have. Uh-huh. Always has to you, have three dogs. Did you ever meet Billy, uh, Ruby Montana? Did and I have stayed at her place a couple of times. The Coral Reef, is that's what it's called, the hotel. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I stayed I stayed in I stayed in the Liberace room. Oh, did you? Okay. See, I would have I would have taken you for the Jewish cowgirl room. I don't know why. No. And Suzanne picked <laughs> for me. She says I was more the golden glitter. So she oh, you put me that. The every bit of that. She's right. Yes, and I loved it. It was a beautiful, beautiful room. Oh, my God. She, and then she had a little gift shop, and I bought a bunch of stuff there. Um, yeah, Ruby, you know, Ruby, Ruby's got, She's got a beautiful a place. She's a yeah. special person, too, really. Now, and does she one... still have all that? Does she still have that hotel? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's beautiful. It's, as you know, you stayed there. It's spotless and it's it's just a wonderful location right below the mountain and uh, right around the corner from the tramway. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful location. Uh, and she also she also rescues Chihuahuas. Yeah. That's what she and, does. Yeah. Yeah. Have and you got one from her? She names yes. And they're all they're all named after movie stars, so we wound up with Charlie's Theron. <laughs> you do you have a Chihuahua too? Oh sure. Oh my God, how nice! Oh. Yeah. And so, what did you do to what did she pick you, or did that you pick the dog? No, Ruby. Ruby kind of picked me. I went to interview Ruby for a magazine article and wound up coming home with Charlize Theron, not the real Charlize Theron, of course. Yeah. We are going. With, we are going with you right back after this. Again, if you want to call in, 646-564-9089-9809. Good Lord. 646-564-9809. We will be right back after this. Do you inspire to be a show host, co-host, creative producer, camera operator, ground coverage reporter, or a writer in the Internet TV or radio business? 
Irresponsible Productions and Consultants, LLC, is seeking individuals to start in the news and entertainment, sports community-based, internet TV, and radio shows. Looking for all ages and skill levels, this is your opportunity to join in a community-shared vision. Build something from the grassroots, start something great and rewarding. Show ideas include local food reviews and spotlights, local business spotlights and interviews, local government information and community awareness, local sports spotlights on the different sports activities, athletes, and interviews, local health and wellness spotlights on the different groups and activities in the area, local leadership spotlights and interviews, local artist spotlights and interviews. If you have an interest in any of these shows or have a show idea of your own and just need help producing it, contact Info at irresponsibleproductions.net. That's I-N-F-O at E-A-R, responsibleproductions.net. Go-Go Dancing in the Nude. 
and I had right. never been in, I had never been nude in front of an, uh, an audience before. So I was so petrified, but I did a good job. And I asked everybody, was I smiling? They said, hell yes. You had a big smile. And I said, I said, I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell if I could control my smile because I, I, I was just like in shock. Because there how, was maybe how old were you at that point? Barely turned twenty one, but I was wow. raised a strict I was raised a strict Catholic, you know, so oh, sure. all that. Yeah, I didn't start drinking till I was thirty. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when I met Russ and I, then I became an alcoholic. <laughs> See we 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 have that in we have that in common. My my father owned a bar, but I didn't start drinking until I was thirty. And then I gave up drinking when I was about 36. I mean, totally gave it up because it just wasn't for me. Yeah, now, and I, I, yeah, I had to give up drinking. I don't drink a drop at all, and I don't miss it either. You know. Well, you, you're, you're bubbly enough without drinking. My goodness, I can't imagine you drinking, you know. No, but, uh, I, you, was, I was not good, not good. Okay. <laughs> it was well, not good. That's the thing. If you recognize it's not for you, that's an important thing. Let me ask you a question. I read something in your bio that I was that I was kind of interested in. That Russ sent you for uh, speech lessons to get rid of your uh, Spanish accent. Is that right? That's correct. Uh huh. I had a I had a heavy Spanish accent stored. They found yeah. it very sexy, and now I can't. I can't I'm do it. Point. Well, he wanted me to sound like a shit kicker, so there you go. He he hired Bob Eastman to to help uh-huh. me with that, and it worked. They got rid of it. I could uh-huh. never get it back. <laughs> and you never, you never did. It's a thing that, that we always talk about uh, with with uh, women that that are porn stars, where they always have funny names, and you never went the funny name route, the uh, candy samples or uh, Patty Plenty. <laughs> well, I wasn't even going to go anywhere with it, but then they just said, no, you just don't look like a Francesca. We'll just have to call you kitten. If I was mm-hmm. very, I was very cuddly. And I said, whatever. And then it stuck, stuck on as kitten, you know? Right. So that's what, right. Yeah, but I didn't name myself. People just started calling me that. Well, yeah, but you, you have a kittenish quality about you, you know? Oh, I think, thank you. I think, I, I think another name for you, uh, if they were looking for something funny, I don't think it would work as well. You know, uh, I, I saw that, that that event I told you that I went to, uh, where all of these women came out and basically just got naked, uh, was a woman named Fever Blister. And I just thought that was so strange, you know? Why, uh, I don't <laughs> But I don't get it. Do you, Fever yeah. Blister? Yeah. I know and her. She, I know her. She's a doll. She lives in Cleveland. She's a wonderful friend of mine. Oh, you actually, you actually uh, know her. But I should ask her. I'm going to ask her, why did you pick that Fever Blister? 
Yeah. And I, I met her and I met her husband that night, you know. And like you said, yeah. she seems like a very nice person, you know. And uh, but I just thought there was a, I mean, I, I understand the candy samples and the Patty Plenty thing, you know. And, and what, people, about, what about the name Satan's Angel? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, 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 I just I don't get that. I don't know why you would need to do that, you know. No, but you, no, I, I, you, kept your, you kept your last name. Yes, I and, did. Uh, yeah, that is now, not a lot of... Now I use Francesca. Now now that I'm older, I use Francesca. And uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah. tell you, Ray, time just flew, and then one day I'm, I'm 69 years old. I uh-huh. can't believe it. One day you wake up and you're 69. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said that their daughter was born in 1970. And I said, well, your daughter and I have a lot in common. That was when I graduated from college. You know, it's, it's, I graduated from college oh, 47 no. years ago. Can you imagine? Oh, no. My God. So, Ray, I'm older than you. No, you're not. Oh, yeah, because I, I graduated in 69. No, it was 66. You were, you were exactly. smart. Wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. I graduated yeah. in 1966. Is that the year that the first Mustang came out? Uh, the Mustang that I know the best is the 67 Mustang. It might have been one in 66. Oh, I don't I, no, I remember that a lot of my graduating, uh, you know, peers, uh, they were mm-hmm. getting uh, 1966 Mustangs for graduation okay. gift. Yeah, so, that's, before, that's before Carol Shelby, before Carol Shelby got a hold of them and made them into a muscle car. They were uh, <laughs> very sleek. They were very sleek little car. He used to say they looked like a secretary's car. But uh, oh. yeah. Graduated with kids too that got cars for graduation. I didn't get anything like that for graduation. I did. I got nothing. I got kicked out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I left the the following uh, week. I left for uh, California, Mm -hmm. Los Los Angeles, California. I didn't get kicked out of the house. My father needed somebody to tin ball for him, so I never got kicked out of the house. That's why I was <laughs> I was allowed to stay. But, uh, we all we all have our crosses, maybe. Yeah, but I I had friends of mine that when I graduated in college, you got uh, you got Plymouth Road Runners and stuff, you know. I got my yeah. diploma and showing the door. That was about it. But yeah, you graduated ahead of me. But you graduated ahead of me because you were smarter, not older than me. <laughs> No, no, no. So I, I'm hoping this interview is is going good. Do you think? I think it's going good. How could it not go good? It's it's you. Of course, it's going good. Oh, God, okay. woman, I I've been pursuing you to do this for three years. For God's sake. I know. You know? And I'm, I'm so glad we're doing it. Yes. I have pursued women for longer amounts of time, but not for interviews. What? I have pursued women for longer amounts of time, but not for interviews. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. At least you knew it was successful with the interview. It was never successful with them. But that's, that's okay. Oh so, Lucy, you're, you're on Facebook. Do you get a lot of uh, people contacting you that you knew from years ago? Yes, I do. A lot of family, too, and a lot of longtime friends of when I started in the business in the 70s. Uh-huh. It's been a wonderful thing. It really has. I'm, yeah. I'm very happy. And I know what everybody's doing just about every day, so it's mm-hmm. nice to get on there and see what's going on. Yeah, yeah I've, I've been in contact with people from grammar school, back as far as grammar school. You know, it's kind of... I know. It's kinda, it's kinda I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. Me too. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of like you said, you know, people you haven't heard from. I, the other day I, I posted that there was a bar that I worked at years ago, and uh, it was an Italian restaurant. We had a German owner, three Irish bartenders, and a Puerto Rican cook. Now, we didn't have one Italian in the place, but we were an Italian restaurant. And uh, somebody sent me a picture of it now. They made it into a 7-Eleven. It's not a bar anymore. And I posted it. And I got a message from a woman living in Boca Raton, Florida, who was a waitress who worked with me back in 1973. That's so bizarre, you know, that, uh, oh. that they would still be around. It would be, in, you know, beyond we're all on Facebook together and we all stay in contact with each other. I think it's a, I think it's a nice thing. Wow! Yes, it is. Yes. But well, you you must get pursued by an awful lot of people because you got a big fan base, you know, and there you yes. are on Facebook, you know, and people can send you yes. friend requests. It's really nice. It's really nice because they watch me get older. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. they were loyal loyal fans when I was twenty one, and they followed my whole career, my whole life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, it's just great. We both grew old together, so they can't make fun of me. <laughs> that. that is kind of nice, though. That really is, you know. And, you know, the thing, too, about it is that, and I'm not just saying this, you are older, obviously, than you were when, when your film career was going on. But there's still a lot of kitten there. You know what I'm saying? When I see yes. pictures of you now, it's, it's the same kitten I'm looking at. I don't mind getting older, but I never want to get bitter. No, you know what I mean? you, you, you still have that same glow about you. You know, you still yeah. are the, the, uh, the person that you always were. When you, when you look yes. at that face of the pictures, it's the same you beaming out at people, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes, and that, absolutely. That's a good thing. You know what? I'm getting hungry. You never forgot who you were, and you never forgot who your friends were either. And that's that's a, that's a very very good thing. I I love the pictures of you with people that you worked with years ago. You know, there's there'll oh, be a yeah. gathering, three or four oh, or five yeah. people, and it's just wonderful. So everybody enjoying each other, you know. Yes, that's, we that's, yes that's we had thing. good times, and mm-hmm. I I hope we have some good times even in our old age. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, and, and why shouldn't you? You know, I mean, listen, you gotta. What you gotta do is you gotta you gotta take care of you, and you gotta uh, you gotta realize that not, you know you can't 
you can't focus on what isn't the same. You know, I told I told somebody the other day. I said, you know what? I said when I played football, I played for nine years, and I said, you know, I could get knocked down and get back up three times on the same play. Now if I get knocked down, and you got to give me a priest and a forklift to get me up. You know, <laughs> but I can't focus. I can't focus on that. You know, and 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 what's funny is that in your mind, don't you feel like you're the same twenty-three year old person you are when in your mind? Yes, till I fell off a ladder putting a light bulb on. I, I haven't healed. It takes longer to heal. Now, well, that, excuse me, you know I love you, but that is the dumbest story you ever told me when you told me that. <laughs> Why you're climbing on a ladder to change a light bulb? You know? Because uh, I, uh, I, I don't have a husband, maybe? <laughs> well, you can get somebody in there to change a light bulb for you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I I was cooking and it went out and I said, well, I got to finish cooking, so I went up there to get a light bulb and then I was unscrewing the thing that goes on top of the, you know, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get that screw out and then I just went backwards. It was oh, painful and I'm screaming help. And then nobody can open the door because it's locked. So I crawled to the door. It was awful. (laughs) Is that all all healing well now? I'm healing well now, and I'm going to make sure that uh, I'm walking and everything, but I I want to make sure that it doesn't hurt one bit to walk. Then I'll walk without my, uh, my cane, but... I don't go out mm-hmm. much because I don't want anybody to see me walking with a cane. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know you can't you can't be you can't be that prideful. You got to do what's right for you, you know. Yes. Yes. Well, you say you yeah. told me yesterday you have a lot of people helping you out and stuff too, right? Yes, I have all my tenants bring me food, throw my trash, help me do laundry. Oh, yeah. You know, care. No, everything's good. We got good That's people. Good. I feel loved. I feel totally oh. loved. You are loved, yeah. and you've always been loved, and you'll always be loved. Absolutely. Because you're your kid, and it's to be done, don't it? You know I mean? Jeez. Why would you not be? <laughs> yeah, correct. So, now, all of, these, all of these tenants that you got, they all know who you are. Yes. So they've got a celebrity and, lamp. And they're all in the they're all in the entertainment industry. I have people oh, I that, that. Okay. And they're okay. all like ex ex burlesque dancers. <laughs> oh wow. Jeez. Yeah. It's like a it's like a sorority house, you would say. Yes, yeah. it's like a, an old home for uh burlesque dancers. <laughs> <laughs> That's that sounds like a TV show waiting to happen. Yeah, you should make that into a script. Yes, yes. So the most um, at home. So I I enjoy being something different, being a landlady. It's work, you know. I got to get up early and open the door for the handyman to put in a new AC somewhere in one of the apartments tomorrow. You know, somebody gets locked out. I got to give him the key. Right, let me just, let me let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. I don't get to rest. You've got you've got a handyman that works on a property. 
yes, I do. You need to. Are you kidding me? Something. But at the time, he wasn't around at night to put up the light bulb. That's exactly what my question was. Why is the handyman not climbing the ladder? <laughs> I need a handyman that lives on my premise, but uh, nobody's moving out that I know of. So, But he he also wants to move in on the premise, but no one's leaving. Oh, yeah. He's got to wait his turn. All right, we are going to be right back. Oh, no, wait I'm sorry. I blew that one. Sorry. <laughs> what happened? My cues are way off tonight. It's it's me. Believe me, it is me. I just I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm looking at things. What did and, you say? What did you say? I was going to send us into break, but I'm not supposed to. Never mind. Uh oh. Uh oh. This takes me back to when I was working at a station one time, and I was talking to somebody, and I was so enthralled in the conversation, which is sort of what's happening with you too. But I looked down at the screen, and it said about nine times in a row, wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> I was just, oh, is, I was is, kind of weird. Is it time to wrap up? No, no, it's not. It's not time for a break either, and I'm talking to you, and I'm about to take a break, and I'm going, this is wrong. What's wrong with me? So you yeah, are, you are in the Oh, my God. You are, you're, you're a distraction to me. That's what the problem is. Okay, but then again, you've been a distraction to people your whole life, so I don't feel so bad. Oh, but I mean, is the show over or not over yet? Oh, no, no, no. We got plenty of time. Plenty of time. That was my faux pas. I was looking at something that I misread when I looked at it, and good Lord, never mind. It's just just me. See, you talk about getting old. You getting old, Kate, and you could be like me. You could be totally dyslexic, get phone numbers backwards, misread the clock. It could be well worse, well worse than just trying to change your life. Oh, your life. It, oh it was an honest mistake. It's not a good deal. You're it's so mistaken. It's, You're it's so mistaken. So all of these people, how many, how many tenants do you have in this building? I have an apartment building with four units. And then I have two little houses, and then I live in a little house myself. Okay. So it's plenty. <laughs> and there are, For some reason, is it in Silver Lake? No, it's right in the middle of uh, Hollywood. It's, as a matter of yeah. fact, I my building is now a landmark. It, it, I've been given a certificate. It's because mm-hmm. it's called the Jack London House. It was built in 1910. Wow. It was built in 1910 by Finn Frolic, who was a sculptor and an artist, mm-hmm. and he was good friends with Jack London. So he named it okay. the Jack London House. Okay, and, very cool. And then he used to have it partly a, a school for sculpturing. So it's very interesting inside the places. They have high ceilings. It's just beautiful. Uh, I mean, a lot of character. And when I die, I'm going to donate it to the uh, the, the culture society, you know, for a, a historical society. Mm-hmm. And that's and I don't want to sell it. And then this guy that's trying to get me to sell that building and threatening me and taking me to court, I. I'm just not going to sign. 
Yeah. He's not. He's not getting it. No how matter long, what. How long ago did you huh? take the position? How long ago did you get this house? Uh, I've been living in this this hope uh, community here, like since uh, the nineties, and I I okay. got it in two thousand and ten, seven years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Now you got so, status. What? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. Yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There are a lot of there are a lot of great buildings in the Hollywood area, the Glen, Glendale area, just beautiful, beautiful buildings. And it was funny because we were going to a party at somebody's house, and I said to the person whose house it was, I said, I feel like I've been here before. And they told me that a lot of the movies, like the Keystone Cops and uh, Laurel and Hardy, they shot all those movies on those streets. The same yeah, exact well, street. That, that's what happened to my street, La Vista Court, where my building is. A lot of kinstones went up and down. I live across Paramount Studios, by the way, and Raleigh oh, wow. Studios. So it's right mm-hmm. there in the middle of everything, yeah. It's location, location. Oh, yeah. Yes. When I worked when I worked in uh, El Segundo, we had the Raleigh studio up in Manhattan Beach, and we used to go to the uh, Cozy Mill restaurant, and you would look up, and all these actors would be coming in from uh, from the Boston Legal show, and all these, you know, the Miami uh, Vice shows or the CSI Miami. You know, they would all come in, and it was like I know that guy, you know, but. Uh, Nobody would ever talk to him. It was before selfie. You know? Everybody would just say, everybody would just sit there eating and not bother anybody. It was the way it should be. Absolutely the way it should be. Yes. No, don't bother him. He's eating. <laughs> so do you, do you, get, you, you must get recognized when you're out on the street, right? That much because I go around with like no makeup and sunglasses and um, you know, yoga pants, just comfortable, comfortable. I don't have to dress up till I have to dress up. You know what I mean? I but, uh, sometimes I do. I do get recognized and people are very nice. Oh, sure. And they, they go, you know what? You look like Kitten Natividad. And I go, well, <laughs> that's because I am. <laughs> I have to tell you something. And don't take this the wrong way. But if I saw you in sunglasses and yoga pants, I would definitely go over and talk to you. you Whether are... or not I know that, I would. <laughs> I would have to say something to you. That would be that would be enough to get my attention, without a doubt. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yes, of course. I, yeah. But that's 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 kind of nice, though, that people uh, people do recognize you. They do know you. You know. We, I was online. Now, when did I dress up and wear high heels? Then they recognized me real quick. Oh, there's no hiding it then. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. I was online in the bank out here, and I turned around to leave. And uh, I looked at this woman. I went like, she looks familiar. And it was Carol Channing. You know, hello, oh. Dolly. Yes, yeah, I was, was walking. The, I I remember when I was in Boston. I was walking. There was this woman with very tall and skinny, with hair down to her waist, all gray. And then I mm-hmm. said, uh, I said, Wow, she's tall with beautiful hair. And then 
I pastured with Carol Channing. She's got long yeah. hair, but she always wears that wig. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the only reason why I knew it was because she was talking to the person who was with her. And you can't miss that voice, you know? No, and was, of course not. Yeah. No. It was, it was, I thought it was kind of cool. You know, and then I, I was also at a, uh, a restaurant when uh, Kay Ballard, who used to be on TV a lot, uh, she walked in. You know, it's it just, it's nice to see people who are famous walk into a place and not be bothered by a whole bunch of people, you know? Yeah. And uh, yes. I see that out here a lot. They just wanted the crowd, you know, they just wanted the people. And it's, which is really, you know, is you don't want to walk up and have your picture taken and all that other nonsense, you know. Although that, that night at the Frank Sinatra event, boy, if I took one picture of you with somebody at 30, everybody wanted their picture taken with you. And, oh. and of course, I, I, never, I never got a chance to, but that's okay. We'll work that out in the future. We're anyway, I think we will be right back after this. Do you inspire to be a show host, co-host, creative producer, camera operator, ground coverage reporter, or a writer in the internet TV or radio business? Irresponsible Productions and Consultants, LLC, is seeking individuals to start in the news and entertainment, sports community-based internet TV and radio shows. Looking for all ages and skill levels, this is your opportunity to join in a community-shared vision. Build something from the grassroots, Start something great and rewarding. Show ideas include local food reviews and spotlights, local business spotlights and interviews, local government information and community awareness, local sports spotlights on the different sports activities, athletes, and interviews, local health and wellness spotlights on the different groups and activities in the area, local leadership spotlights and interviews, local artist spotlights and interviews. If you have an interest in any of these shows or have a show idea of your own and just need help producing it, contact info at irresponsibleproductions.net. That's I-N-F-O at E-A-R, responsibleproductions.net. And she is also on 
Facebook as Francesca Kitten Natividad. And uh, as you can tell by listening to her for these last two hours, it just blew by, as a matter of fact. She is <laughs> very talented, very fun lady to talk to. And uh, if you ever see her walk in the streets of Hollywood, uh, head it up to uh, get a cup of coffee or to the bank or something. Yes, uh, yes. That woman with that woman with the sunglasses and the yoga pants on, that's kitten. So just say hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I it's know been I a will. pleasure. Oh, Ray, I, ha- I really just, love you. You're a great guy. You're just wonderful. I have been asking you to do this for about three years, and we finally got it done. And we will do it again. <laughs> we were just talking with uh, Yes, never give up. Just never give up. No, that's the whole thing. Never give, never give up, and never give in. Yeah, uh, but I, no, I won't. No, I won't I, give. I know, you, I know you won't. You're tougher than a one dollar steak, for God's sake. I, <laughs> and that's what we love about you. So, in any case, once again, it is Kitten Club, K I T T E N K L U B dot com. Check that out, and also check out Francesca Kitten at TV dot on Facebook, Kitten. I love you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll do this again soon and often, I promise you. And get get your happy self in your yoga pants out here to Palm Springs, darn it. All right. Yes. All right, baby. We will talk to you soon. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Goodbye. Okay, folks, that's another one. Until next time, good night, everybody.